Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel, as well as you if you're listening to this the day after the Strickland Podcast Network. Knicks win their seventh straight. That's right, seven of them things. Seven straight wins. We pick up a huge, absolute, monstrous blowout versus the Nets, one forty-two to one eighteen. I mean, just absolute offensive dominance, defensive dominance. I mean, absolutely masterful first half. Um, but yeah, Knicks win seven straight. We are 37 and 27, 10 games above 500. We are also a game and a half behind the Cavs for fourth now, as the Cavs had lost today. Um and yeah, we split the season series with the Nets. And if we continue winning, you know, we don't have to worry about them. And I think we will continue winning. So, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think like there's so many ways to like start tonight's like post game. I mean, like that first half was absolutely insane. I mean, you could start with the passing by Randall, the Grimes, by the threes by Grimes, um, the absolute like scare we got from Jalen Brunson. And then it turned into like, the like one of the best first halves we've ever seen as a Nick um, with the 30 points on 12 of 14 from the field, just like absolute efficiency right now. Um, I mean, like Mitch on the glass, like there's so many ways to go with this game. I, I, I legit don't know where to start. I mean, I guess we can start with Brunson, the 39 points on, 18 shots like that is absolutely ridiculous 83 percent from the field um 83 percent from three 100 percent from the free throw line just like an absolute dominant domination of the nets once again i mean he almost put up like back-to-back 40 balls on the nets um and you know so much for the nets like like they're they like after their trades, like everyone was like, oh, they're like going to be such a staunch defense and like they're going to be like so awesome. They're going to be like still a playoff team. And then the Knicks just absolutely like molly whopped them the last two times they played them. Um, and like a big component is that is Jalen Brunson just like absolutely dominating them. Um, they didn't have any answer for him. They tried putting. Macau Bridges, who you know everyone just like froths at the mouth for, um, and Jalen Brunson just like could could not care less um, about who was in front of him, and yeah. So I mean, let's let's start with Brunson. How how do you guys feel about his his performance, um, his dominance, all that good stuff? He top five. He he, he just top five. That's really it. He's gonna have a fifth. He's gonna. I feel like. Maybe not this year, but like next year, he's just gonna drop fifty. Like, I feel like he's come close so many times that like the idea of him dropping fifty just like it feels like inevitable. Um, especially if he has like one game where three is really going. Like he took like five threes this game, and still had thirty nine points. Like that was how effective he was from all three levels realistically. Like this guy is. We play the- Houston, right? Oh yeah, we play Houston. Guys, we getting up numbers versus Houston. I'm oh, just saying. Oh, we got Houston and we got Charlotte. Oh, you get a fifty. I'm just saying the, the opportunity is there. 
oh, we about to inflate some numbers. This is going to be great. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good stretch of the season. But, like, 15 of 18 as a 6-1 guard, and I say 6-1 very lightly, um, is nuts. Like, to have that level of efficiency inside of 16 feet is... I I can't think of the last guard to, like, have that level. Chris Paul... Like, you're talking, like, Chris Paul-esque level of, like, mid-range to floater-range dominance. And as much as I enjoy Chris Paul, contrary to Twitter um, slander, Chris Paul wasn't doing this. Maybe New Orleans Chris Paul, but, like, Chris Paul ain't doing this. Like, this is incredible performance from, honestly, I would argue the best point guard in the East right now. Um... Like, I'm sorry, Halliburton is a good player, but, like, Halliburton cannot score like this. Halliburton cannot score. Nobody in the league in the he East. You can't score. dominate a game the way that. Yeah. Like, Halliburton's not close. I, I, I honestly would say the only Trail. the only one who's even debatable would be Garland. But I, I don't think Garland's in, in on Brunson's level either. Yeah, Garland can't score like this. Maybe Garland has a game where he shoots threes like this, but he cannot score like this. He also doesn't get to the line like this. Um, and Brunson didn't even get to the line, but like how good of a pull-up shooter Brunson is compared to last year is mind-boggling. Compared to the first half of this year is mind-boggling. Like as soon as he came back from that ankle injury, he just decided to become an elite pull-up shooter. Uh, he decided to become just I don't have words to describe Jalen Brunson. I mean, if if you if you just look at the second half of the if you just look at like his season since the calendar turn, it's like a legit All NBA case right there. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think he gets it. I don't think he gets it this year, but like he's on the bubble for sure, and he he should have been All Star. I'm I'm still kind of him not being an All Star is like one of an all it's an all time crime by the league. I mean, the coaches getting in. DeRozan over this guy is just like, like it, such a joke. It's the it's, biggest snub since like Steph Curry in like 2013. Like it's that bad. Yeah, it, that's the it's the biggest one since Steph Curry. And yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a huge snub. Like the way he's playing is just like he has a legit star level talent right now. Like you can't deny that at all. We could go higher than the star. The way yeah, he's playing. I mean, yeah, the way, the way, the way he's, he's been playing he's consistently. I mean, he's had he's had a couple of dud games like lately, but like other than that, he's been able to just like yeah. quickly like pick it back up. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's but been absolutely amazing to watch. It's a parade inside my city. It's a great time. One Jeff. game back of the loss column behind the Caps, like mm. they're t- they're getting the fourth seed. The fourth seed is very much in sight. Um, they're, they're getting it. I think it's too late to catch Philly for the three seed, but like. Mm-hmm. We're six back, six back in the loss column, and I think they're gonna have the tiebreaker, right? Like, how many? Oh no, we, no tied, we split. It's tied. We, yeah, split we split the season there. series. Um, yeah. Still, um, I, if we had more games, I would take us. Like, even though I still think because of just Embiid and Harden, I still think I'm taking Philly in a playoff series over the Knicks. But like right now, in a regular in the vacuum of the regular season with how Tibbs gets these guys to play every night, with how he has them prepared every night. I can't believe I'm the one saying that. I mean, I don't, th- I don't think Philly's going to have a better record than the Knicks the rest of the way. Um, 
on the topic of Brunson, he was just incredible. I mean, what more can you say about 39 points on 18 shots for a guy who's not known as a three-point shooter? 39 points on 18 shots, and he shot four free throws. That's stupid. That's just well, what he can do. I said, I said it before the season, and I feel very vindicated by it for it. The Knicks had stretches the last two seasons where they looked like a really good offense and they had stretches where they looked like a really bad offense. And the reason that was is because aside from Randall and sometimes RJ and I guess quickly the, the back half of last season, they didn't really have anyone who was like could consistently break down the defense and be relied upon. So they were kind of at the mercy of the variant. They, they were kind of at the mercy of the variance of shooting. And that, that can be very swingy. Um, sometimes the Knicks made a lot of threes and sometimes they didn't. And that was basically just it. Sometimes Randall's, you know, mid-range shots went in. Sometimes they didn't. Jalen Brunson is almost slump proof. He is the most stable, stabilizing force in the NBA because like I just said, he's not a three-point shooter. He gets to his spots, and he shoots very high floor shots. He is Tibbs' wet dream of an offensive player. Like, there is not any variance. He has one of the highest floors I've ever seen. I mean, literally, our minds were blown these last two nights, when, when these last two games, when he had sort of off games. But I, I, I would be very interested to look at the shot chart of his throughout the season and try to find what his worst stretch is. Because when you're just constantly shooting at worst semi-open 10-footers, you're just not going to miss that many in a row. Even Steph Curry has, you know, one for 10 three-point shooting games, and he's by far the best three-point shooter of all time. There's just more variance. And the Knicks needed to reduce the variance if they were going to be a better team. And Jalen Brunson was the answer to that. Um, He's... He's been amazing. And honestly, it's a comment to what a season Julius Randle's having and how he's rebounded that we can have a discussion that Jalen Brunson hasn't even been the most valuable player on this team this year because it's not a slight to him. He's been incredible, but so is Julius Randle. Definitely. Um, I mean, going down the line, I think we can also just talk about Quentin Grimes tonight. He was due. He was beyond due for a special three-point shooting night. 22 points, three rebounds, 8 of 12 from the field, 6 of 9 from three. Just absolutely special. Um, it looks like the Knicks, like, made a concerted effort to, like, really look for him and, like, get him the ball in his spots in the first quarter. Um, and shout-out to Julius Randle for, like, getting him the ball on multiple possessions. Um after, you know, drawing the defense in and just like spraying it out to him for three and he was able to capitalize and that really got him going. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, he was great tonight. Hopefully he can keep this, this up. I mean, when he's rolling like this, you know, it makes for this team to be very, very difficult to stop. I mean, you saw, t- I mean, like the first 
what was it the first half today 14 threes that's a franchise record for most threes in the first half i mean like this team like when he's rolling like this and like when jalen brunson's rolling and you know julius is in his threes it looks like a really like the offense was flowing in that first half because you know guys are just moving guys were just hitting shots and it was just great and i I just want to say i said it on the strickland account just a couple minutes ago um and by the way uh I assume anybody who's watching this is following the Strickland account, but um, we're going to be even better in the games. We got a guy live clipping the games with highlights and stuff now. So, you know, make sure you're, you know, if you're the type on Twitter to have like a list, make sure to add Strickland to your list because we've got a bunch of in-game stuff that's really good now. Um, But I said it on the Strickland account after the game. You can't expect the Knicks to shoot like they did in that first half ever. That's not a reasonable thing. It was cool to see it. It's cool that we're really skilled and capable of having those hot stretches. But I'll tell you what, everything else the Knicks have been doing these last seven games is completely sustainable. Like, that is the best part about this team, and I don't know how many times we can say it. They're they're winning these – like, there was a play in the first half when Grimes screened for Randall. Grimes thought he was going to get a dribble handoff. He had just made a three of the possession before Grimes screened for Randall thinking they were going to flip it. Randall didn't flip it. And all of a sudden Grimes had to get the fuck out of the way. So he clears off to the weak corner sprints to the weak corner. RJ is there. RJ has to move RJ. Instead of moving to the, to the top of the wing sets the flare screen at the exact right moment times it perfectly. Julius throws a skip pass nails Grimes in the corner with the skip pass. Stuff like that, high IQ basketball, you can do that every night if you're prepared. And Josh Hart said it after last game. Tibbs has them prepared on both ends every single night. Effort, rebounding, smart high IQ basketball, not turning the ball over. All these things are just the style the Knicks are playing and can be depended on. So, yeah, they're not going to shoot what, like Sam just said, they're not going to shoot 14. For whatever from three in the first half. Like 14 for 20 or something like that in the first half. Right. But this isn't like a fluke. This isn't a flash in the pan stretch like that nine game winning streak in 2021 was. This is a team of good players who are prepared, who all understand their roles and all want to be in their roles, who are trying really hard. Um and I can't remember a time that I've ever been as high on a Knicks team, like ever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is like this goes beyond. I mean, I like when when I started my Knicks fandom, it was like around that 2011, like 2010, like era of Knicks basketball, and like 2012, they, they 13 was like the pinnacle of like Knicks hoops that I've ever experienced. So like this goes like far and above and beyond all of that. And you know, I'm just like sitting back enjoying the ride because you know I set my expectations. Dumb low for this team on purpose, so that way if they do manage to surprise me as they are right now, I can just enjoy it. So you know, you, you and you and Tyrese's generation was uh was led astray, and betrayed <laughs> by that that little two year run they had. Yeah. <laughs> Shwin, how'd you feel about tonight's game? Uh it was such a weird game because it's like, uh, the first half was obviously just amazing. And, but even in the first, I mean, like, it's, it's one of those weird games where I was like the entire time they're going off in the first half, especially towards the end of it. I'm like, well, like, look, they're going to have to like actually try on defense 
Because you, you could see, like, by the end of the first half, they were just like, eh, you know. They were, like, so. legit, like, just trying to get, like, Julius, like, lobs. And yeah, they were like, just fucking around. So, like, all right, like, you know, like, they're going to have to buckle down because, you know, they're not going to keep, Brunson can't keep shooting like this. And, and like, I thought that way a little bit when they, they cut the lead to, what, like, 17 or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, they and they had the ball after that um, take foul that, that Hart took. And I was like, oh, man, like, fucking around. Like, they might make this a little bit of an annoying game now. Um but like somehow it didn't matter. Like the Knicks literally didn't try in the second half. Um, like they, they basically tried for like two or three minutes when Josh Hart checked back in mm. and that was it. Like that was all that was required. So that was pretty great. Um, I just want to say people are going to look at this box score tomorrow and they're probably going to look at it and be like, wow, we call Bridges and Cam Johnson played really well. And all I can tell you is they fucking suck. Um, like Cam Johnson went off once the game was over. McCall Bridges did nothing in the first half, but just get fucking laid out. What, what, what is Tyrese's tweet? They had him biting the sheets. Yeah, Brunson had him. Like, <laughs> Br- Brunson had, cooked him one, two, three, four. He cooked him like eight different times. And this is the third game that he's cooked that fucking loser-ass teammate of his that he had at Villanova. That guy fucking sucks. I'm happy that Julius despises him and his bullshit fucking three-point celebration as much as I do. Um, I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. I enjoyed the fact that this guy, think about it. There's probably nobody in the NBA other than like some random dude played against Jalen Brunson and know him as well as McCall Bridges. And he had no fucking shot. He had no shot. And again, this is the third time at the garden. He's cooked him. I'm pretty sure he cooked him in Phoenix too. The rest of the team just sucked that game. But like watching that was so satisfying because I Schwinn's in the Matrix. Yeah, Schwinn's so upset right now that he cut out. He hates McCall Bridges with like a burning fat. I don't know what McCall Bridges did to him. But every time I got to say, though, I, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I agree with him about Bridges. I thought Bridges was, I agree with Schwinn about Bridges. I thought Bridges was just bad on both ends, like not even close. I thought Cam Johnson played a good game. Um, I thought he was clearly the Cam best Johnson's player. really good at making open shots. He's really good at making open shots, and he's really good at making no pressure contested shots once the game is out of reach. Um, but he's also but good he at has, moving. Like, but like, like he's not open by accident. The Knicks aren't just leaving him open. He's moving himself. I mean, I think if the Knicks were like really locked in, yeah, he wouldn't have been that open. And they didn't care, especially because they have nobody that. Yeah, and they and they have nobody that can dribble. So that makes it harder for him to get open. And then more importantly, um, how many rebounds? I had this guy on my fantasy team only for, because for scoring. But like <laughs> now, he, now we know yeah. where this is but, coming but, from. Does he, does he, how, how many rebounds did he have tonight? Did he have Cam? like three? Uh, yeah. I have the scoreboard up. He he had, yeah. <laughs> He's like one of these guys who's just, he can score. And then you'll be like, wow, he played well. And then you'll notice like if when he, the games where he doesn't score, you're just like, well, wait. You what the suck. Hell does he do? Yeah, like you suck now. <laughs> you and, and, and that's what he is. Like people talk about him, like he's like this twenty million dollar a year guy. Like, why am I paying? He he can't lock up anybody. He can't d up anybody. He's soft. He's weak, and he can't create shit off the dribble other than a mid range pull up. Like, I I'm mean, good that's at Cam Johnson. that's like one of the main reasons why. And we'll stop talking about Cam Johnson after this. Um, but that's like <laughs> one of the main reasons why, like, so many people were shocked, like that he went that high in the draft. 
um when he got drafted that high i forgot like what was it like pick 11 or something like that by phoenix yeah um and like so many people were shocked too he he was a fifth yeah he was like exactly he was a fifth year senior when he got drafted yeah he was a fifth year senior he was older than booker and like all he did all he was known for was like being a three-point specialist at north carolina and everybody was like what the hell are the sun's doing uh i mean you kind of see like what he is i mean this is what he's been since north carolina he's been like just basically a a three-point specialist and you know that's that's about it he's really damn good at it and he's like made a pretty good living off of it in the league but you know if you're like expecting him to do much more than that then you're like really asking like to for him to move mountains specialists are extinct like i i uh i was listening to what the Knicks film school podcast today that had cats on and they were talking about it Mm -hmm. um like you like if like back in the day a guy like cam johnson like he would have been valuable he would have been really valuable steve novak yeah he, he i mean he's better than steve novak but yeah like similar idea like but that, mm. that's how much the bar has changed now we're like a guy like cam johnson who's 100 doing capable of doing more shit than steve novak is is basically considered a specialist yeah. and uh i'm not gonna say you can play him off the floor entirely but like he is not helping you at the top level in, He's not raising your ceiling all that much. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Cam's fine, but like he he's like a border. He's probably like a guy that on an actual contending team you'd prefer if he was like your ninth or eighth, ninth, tenth guy, something like that. I'm not sure you want him for like when you short when you have to shorten a rotation down to like six, seven guys in a finals or Eastern Conference Finals, whatever. He's not a guy I want. I, I want in that rotation. Um, on Phoenix, he was like what, like the seventh or eighth guy on that. Yeah, team? I mean, yeah, yeah, and and I think like in that he was on fire though in those playoffs, which is why like it was fine. But last year in the playoffs, I, I think if I remember correctly, he didn't shoot as well, and I remember mm-hmm. like Suns fans bitching about him all the time, yeah. which makes sense. Um, by the way, is he is how, he like a bad defender? Like I know he's I know he's not like I know he's, he's not. Good. He gets the label of three and D, but his defense is not really all that special enough to really call him a three and D guy. You it's like kind of like. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely better on defense than Spencer Dinwiddie. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. oh man. Um. All right, let's talk about. Should, should we talk about Randall, Robinson, or quickly next? Quickly. Or hard? Quickly. quickly. Let's talk about quickly. All right, six man of the year candidate. You know, once again, fifteen points off the bench, three rebounds, two assists, fifty percent on the, from the field, forty percent from three. You know, just do any manual quickly things. Um, and you know, Malcolm Brogdon had a shitty game tonight, so you know it's it's an even special night to you know pump go. up some six man of the year prop for Emmanuel quickly. His odds um, have been moving like crazy the last. Yeah, they have. They have been jumping crazy, crazy lately. So you know, hopefully, you know, more people. Hopefully, it's not just like a movement of like people betting so much or like actual people watching the games and you know figuring shit out. Dude, but, I was yeah. I was on a, Sam. I was on a space the other day, literally mm-hmm. like a week ago. And I said to the space, there's like a decent amount of people in there, a couple hundred people in there. And I was like, guys, I'm literally looking at DraftKings right now. And quickly is plus 15,000 to win six man of the year. I was like, we should all just bet this right now. Like, because he had already, he'd been playing good for a little bit and the steam was starting to pick up. Some guy in there, it's like, dude, nobody's plus 15,000 as a chance to win. What are you talking about? And I was like, no, he can, like, I, I literally got into it with this guy for like five minutes. Like, no, he can win this. Like, this is, he's, we know he's the best. Like we we've been we've known for a month now that he's the best six man. This isn't a secret to Knicks fans, mm-hmm. but what he's doing right now, and I, I I'm a little bit nervous 
because I, I, I we all know quickly like he he's like got a little flair to him he would fucking mm. love to win six man of the year of and course. i think he knows that you have to score to win it like to get the media award i think he knows it's a scorer's award and so look the thing i love about quickly the most the thing thing we all love about quickly the most is his scoring has never mattered his scoring has only ever mattered in the sense of how high can his ceiling go but his floor is good basketball player and i just hope he doesn't like you know put a little bit extra emphasis on scoring because oh i'm going for six man of the year you know we didn't really see that too much tonight but something to look for going forward dude is everything we have been saying he is for a year dude impacts winning unlike any other does brings it on both ends great basketball player sorry to interrupt you sam keep going (laughs) and it's so great to see like so many fans like finally like i've seen so many fans tweeting recently like oh man i was wrong about quickly or man i really underrated quickly and it's like man you know it's all right welcome welcome to the light welcome to the light family welcome to the light fuck them no No, come on we gotta keep the good vibes of you know seven straight wins you know people are finally opening their eyes manual quickly i won't out them but like (laughs) it's it's really funny seeing some of the people that were like, Tips has a reason to not play him over Alec Burks. I'm like, yeah, okay, dude. Man, yeah, you were, always you know they, they were blinded, but now they can see as the great amazing yeah, grace has said. Yeah, and like and like I actually I wanted to say this today. I thought Tibbs, this is like more there was more evidence there that Tibbs is definitely like I don't care how he got to this point, but he's definitely making more interesting rotation decisions. Like in the second half, he pulled Mitchell Robinson when he saw Claxton come out early. Uh, and he put Hardenstein in to match up his minutes against Sharp because in the first half, what they did is um, he left Mitch in, and then like the Nets kind of found a little bit of I don't want to say momentum, but they've had a little bit of footing uh, when Hartenstein came in and Claxton was matched up on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but Mitch obviously, I mean Mitch killed him in the Sharp minutes, so it kind of didn't matter. But I thought it was an interesting little thing he did in the second half where where he went to that because like that's the type of thing he doesn't normally do, and that's the type of thing where. Like, so a better team, right? Let's say a team that, let's say you're playing Cleveland. And um, and he play, he he goes with like, you know, he takes Jared Allen out a little early, puts Mobley at the five, bring Dean Wade in, whatever. That's like them probably trying to buy some minutes for Jared Allen where he can go straight up against Isaiah Hartenstein. And that's the type of thing that Tibbs routinely allowed in the past. Like, if you go back and watch the first Cavs game, we were awesome in the third quarter, completely like turned the game around. But then we went into that all bench fourth, like in the, in the fourth quarter, we went into that all bench unit. And the way Bickerstaff had done his rotations was to bring back Donovan Mitchell and Mobley in at that time. And they completely blitzed us and turned the game back around in their favor. But like when he does shit like this, that's actually more encouraging. That's more encouraging to me than all the people that are like, See, I told you he always trusted quickly. I'm like, no, you're fucking wrong, but that's fine. You don't need to debate that. But like, like these are more again, just more evidence of like, okay, maybe Tibbs is like, I don't care if he's if if Leon Rose told him like, listen, bud, if you don't shape up, you're gonna get fired. I don't care if he came to the conclusion on his own. I don't care what how it happened. But the fact that he's doing shit like this actually makes me believe that he won't just be like a total fucking negative come playoff time. I still don't think he tr- fully trusts quickly, by the way. Like, I think he, won't he, give trusts- him enough, he won't give him enough point guard reps, but go ahead. Right. I, I think, no, you're, that's what I was going to say. So I'll, I'll mm-hmm. be short. I think he fully trusts him as a player. I think he loves quickly as a player, but I st- still think a part of Tibbs sees him as like a bench energy guy. And 
you see it with how hesitant he is to play long minutes without Brunson. Brunson's legitimately going to play the rest of the season at a 40 minute a night stretch or pace. He played tonight. 36, but he got pulled at the four minute mark. I will say though, his second half was like, I could have played his second half tonight for most. He, he was, he just was like, coasting. Dude, the second the second half started, and he was just like, oh, "All right, you mean all right, RJ, yeah. all right, Julius, you guys just fuck around for a while. Once <laughs> again, when, when the league gets back down to eighteen, let me know. I'll, I'll step in and, and make sure we are we're all right." Right, but I, I agree with you. But like Brunson, but but Tibbs still with like a twenty five point lead or whatever it was, <laughs> it got, got cut to twenty one. Oh God, he still went back to Brunson after just four minutes of rest on a night he got injured. With a 21-point lead, he brought him back in before the eight-minute mark of the fourth quarter after he played the whole third quarter. I'm not complaining. He can do whatever he wants. I'm just saying we're talking about him trusting quickly. I think he trusts quickly as a basketball player. I don't think he fully trusts him as a point guard. And I think that I think that a better way to do this, would, I still think, would be to stagger Brunson and Randall's minutes, like to pull Brunson a little bit earlier at the end of the first quarter and make sure one of them is on the court at all times. I think his answer to what you're saying, Schwinn, he's just going to play Brunson and Randall the whole first quarter and the whole third quarter. And any time that bench unit looks like, like if they're up against a matchup, like you said, against the Cavs, where the starters start the second or start the fourth, if there's even a crack in the armor, they'll just go back to Brunson and Randall. Like he's not going to be afraid to play them 44, 42, 45 minutes any playoff game. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like I in think... the playoffs, it's 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 more it's like it's warranted to like it, it, it's like more sure. like I, I agree. I'm not I'm not saying like, it's awful. I'm just saying I, I don't think that, he's... yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the first and third quarter, though, I mean, Randall playing that entire third quarter was insane. By the way, that's that was legit my only complaint for tonight's game. Um, Randall playing that whole third because like he absolutely looked like he wanted to give the game away to the Nets, and you know he was, he was trying to get some mixtape highlights off. <laughs> that was for and one that was for hoop mixtape that was for like ball is ball life. is life yeah he was pouring one out for ball don't stop <laughs> he's pulling one pouring one out for dawkins <laughs> <laughs> oh man dawkins that's a classic channel oh my god yeah, dawkins uh, is crazy uh, i remember the first time i discovered that i thought i was like i was like nobody knows about this it's just me <laughs> it was legit a gold mine <laughs> Like, oh, my man, man. they're trying to bolster his all NBA case. I was like, dude, you'll get it. Relax. You don't need to do all this stuff. But, I mean, ultimately, he still ended up with, like, an efficient night. So, like, we move. Plus, like, the way he was diving in the first quarter, like, he probably could have – he, he should have had a triple-double tonight. But, say Yeah, me. I mean, he. I mean, I think he was solely responsible for, like, Grimes really getting off to such a great start tonight. He hit, like, three cross-court skip passes that, like, made no sense. Like in real time, you watch those. Well, it's, they went through like three Nets guys. Like and it's, it's well, it's they made complete. Run. They made complete sense though because the, it was the first time I think I've ever seen him consistently. Like he knew they were going to trap, and as as soon as he got the ball, he knew where the trap was coming from and just fucking zinged it over there. Um, it, it was great to see. Like I, I'm actually like, it, that's why watching him in the second and third quarter was so annoying. I was just like, can it you go so back bizarre. to that? Can you go back to doing that and like stop trying to go coast to coast? And like he threw this fucking behind the back pass to Grimes, like while Grimes is cutting through the middle. And I'm like, how do you think this is like good? Like, <laughs> you, like, how, like <laughs> they were like legit, like just like trying whatever BS was coming to their head at certain points in this like, game. Just nah, like, that, that's, if I was a Nets fan, I'd be so pissed that like nobody on our team just put somebody on the Knicks. At. Like, I, 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 that was embarrassing. That was just like, 
basically for about I would say about like what half the Something. second quarter and like yeah all the so that's quarter. like 30 minutes for about 30 minutes of game time the Knicks were just like fucking around fucking yeah fucking around <laughs> that was they insane tried to let Randall lobs. <laughs> yeah in traffic in like in, this is not like wide open you know, Ali alley oops. And he was like trying to catch some like one hand tomahawk, yeah. like trying to like just like yam it like Zion or something. It was like, <laughs> like dude, relax. Know, y'all know he can't jump, right? Like, <laughs> no, he, he can jump, but he needs like it has to be like a straight line. Like yeah, yeah straight line drive. Yeah. Yeah. He can't like, be like coming like running off the baseline like he's not, <laughs> like crime Blake Griffin or something. He, he's only. gotta he's gotta be playing in like Boston. And then he can like then he gets real hops yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, but it, it was just humble. Like they literally did not care. They were just like trying stuff. Like Grimes is out here trying to sauce dudes up. Like he had a little fucking like post fadeaway on like Patty Mills. Like he was just like Grimes just like was like, all right, I'm gonna try some he, shit too. He was like, this is my dude. They, they they had a zone busting play that was quickly from the mid post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like actually, <laughs> and actually, I, I, I wanted to point this out because I thought this was like this is exactly why you go and get Josh Hart after that play. Quickly, like he turned, so he caught the ball with his back to the basket. Mm-hmm. If he had turned middle, he would have had an open lane. He turned the other way, and you know he ended up getting the ball to I think Hartenstein or somebody, and they scored anyway, or they got fouled. Um, but like, wait on the play when, on the play I'm talking about. Yeah, almost positive. Yeah. Yes, and, no, he got an, he got an and one. Okay, so that's what it was. I, I knew they stopped. The, they they went to the line. So, like, as uh, once the foul got called and they're going to the line, Hart stopped him. And like told him, you could if you go back and watch it. He told him like, like, and you would have had a bucket. Like you can see him do it. But those are like the small things um, that Hart brings to the table. That like, obviously, you're just not like intangibles. Yeah, it's it's there's value to that that probably isn't going to manifest in like tangible. Yeah, it's not going to. But but those are the type of things that like, okay, now quickly next time he's in that in that position. Um, will he like? Can he? Will he make a more optimal decision? Because yeah, he did get an and one, but it was like a because he had to he had to like spin and then pump and get like Thomas up in the air and then pivot through right and finish. So like it was a harder shot. But if you just go the other yeah. way, it's like an open layup. I, I just I also want to say one more one more thing because uh, Tyrese brought it up earlier and then we kind of got veered off subject. Not only did Randall make the like pretty uh skillful passes that like very few people are talented enough to make he made multiple swing swings that like literally i'm just looking for it now like like because last game he had that play where he anticipated the double team and grimes got a three off his hockey assist and like if this dude is like even an average processing passer with his actual skill level his ceiling somehow goes up from what this season is like people are like oh how can julius randall improve he's not going to that's like how he improves is he makes his team better that way with things that don't directly add to his, you know, stat sheet and multiple times he got the pass on the wing and just like, you can see him, you can see he wants to stop. He wants to pivot. He wants to assess the situation. And it's like, it's getting through to him. Like, Oh no, I just flip it to the corner because the defense is scrambling and we have an advantage. It was awesome to see. I, I mean, can't really like again. I I grew Sam. I, I was saying it before before the show started. Like he was terrible in the third quarter. But like like you guys were just saying, everyone was just kind of fucking around. So like, what? How what do you? Matter? Yeah. 
All right. Before we get into some comments, I do want to get quickly to the ad read so that we can get this out of the way. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops to action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today opt-in and place a same game parlay on any nba game and if it doesn't hit you'll get a bonus bet back um i actually did not bet today so there's that um oh, you, I knocked, didn't, you didn't lose money so that's good no i knocked out before the game and then i woke up like right before the game so he called i didn't, the number, he called I didn't call the number sam you want to hear, <laughs> hear i had at halftime same game parlay Mm-hmm. Over 244 and a half and Knicks minus 24 and a half. Oh wow. Knicks, Knicks, win by, Knicks win by 24 on that three at one second left to, to get backdoored. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's it's always that's something. You should, hey guys, code TBPN. You you too can be like me and lose. <laughs> uh, and, and lose so download the app now and sign up yeah. with code TVPN. <laughs> the, New the customers Knicks. can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligible restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Sure, what did you want to say? The Knicks are 6-0-1 against the spread since they acquired Josh Hart. And they've mostly just been crushing the spread. Yeah. Which, which game did they tie? Wizards. Mm, okay, that, makes that makes sense. Because and I, I think it was because like I, that was basically because Hart missed a free throw at the very end. Yep. <laughs> and wow. then they got the rebound anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> Schwinn, you were going to love our first comment by Chris Bernhard. I'm not hearing nothing else about Bridges being an elite one v one defender. Brunson took his lunch, gave it back to him, then took it again. Yeah, he definitely did Br- that. Bridges is like. I've never, again, I've never seen him once in my life against an elite scorer. Forget, like, look, you're not going to stop an elite scorer, but, like, make them work for it. Affect them. Like, I don't know. Brunson was like, he did it with ease tonight. He he just fucking, he got to his spots every single time. Every single time he wanted to get somewhere, he got there. And, like, like, to me, an elite defender, right, if a guy is making ridiculous shots, it's one thing. And Brunson was making ridiculous shots. But you were also just letting Brunson get to wherever the fuck he wanted. So he's, yeah, you're there. You're right there contesting it. But you're not bothering him. Yeah, you're getting him to, like, it's like, yeah, I I contested your shot, even though you're shooting exactly from where you want to. Like, it it was a joke. He's not an elite defender. Um, He's definitely not an elite on-ball defender, which is like, you know, I think that's the misconception. Like, he's really good if you have him as an off-ball guy, chasing dudes off screens, playing passing lanes, crashing the glass, all that type of stuff. That's yeah, what he's great in the passing lanes. But you tell you him know, to you go. Know who is, you know who is similar, Schwinn, to that? Uh, who got super overrated because of that misconception was peak Robert Covington. Yeah, Covington got oh, really overrated. Yeah, that. oh my gosh. Every time like Robert Covington was brought up, it was just like, like the idea of Robert Covington was just like so much better than like what he actually was on the Robert Covington 
is still eating up that three and D all. He if he is. Like, who, who I mean, is he's that? on the Clippers bench, like just chilling now. But yeah, Make it 10 was it was it Brandon Cooks in the NFL that got kept getting traded every offseason for a first round pick? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like that's like Robert Covington was that guy for a while. <laughs> where it was like, man, this guy's awesome, and then after a year, like, yeah, he's good, but I'll we could trade him. Pick. Yeah, let's get the pick back. And it's like that's what Covington was for a long time. It was just like, yeah, I guess you know he's fine, but we, I'll take a pick. That's fine. Like I'll take a pick. Three every team is. Oh, man. So let, let's let's project let, like on, on the topic of this. Let's project forward a bit. Okay. Who do you guys think? Because because coming into this season, and honestly, a little bit to start this season, we said, or not we. Like I, I don't want to group it. I don't want to group you guys with my L. But I said, okay, there are going to be some bigger guys who give him some trouble. And like I would have assumed, Macal Bridges would fit that mold. You know, I would I would actually assume that. The, the Nets kind of have a few guys who would fit that mold. Royce O'Neal, Dorian Finney-Smith, guys who could potentially give Brunson trouble, who could stay with him. Clearly, that's not true. So we're looking at the playoffs. Are there any defenders in the East, save Marcus Smart, who like you think Brunson isn't going to be able to get to his spots first? I, I think he can. It's not. There's nobody. I, I, no, I, but Cavs fans think Okoro will. <laughs> nobody, nobody in the NBA, one-on-one, if you're not giving them help in any way, is stopping Brunson from getting to his spots. Without the teams that have had success against Brunson, like Toronto, um, and he cooked them one game anyway, but like what they do is they shade help over, but it's not like it, it's like these traps and these soft hedges and you're like soft trapping and stuff like that. Um, you want to use your length in a way to kind of like make him hesitate on drives. Um, and that's what I think is the really that so like a team like like Boston did that in the last game against him, right? He didn't have a particularly great game against Boston. And I think that's why, because they weren't just like it wasn't just like, okay, smart, you're on an island with him, go stop him. It was like, okay, we're gonna trap him this time. We're gonna have somebody shade over. You gotta mix it up. He's that good of a player. Um, and then like, you know, the Nets I they just I think that team is just fucking and I kinda get it. Like you whatever you wanna say, like you can't just trade for a bunch of guys middle of the season and then be like, okay, actually you guys who are in the rotation are now further down the pecking order or straight up out of the rotation. And we're starting with coverages. We're starting Cam Johnson. We're starting Spencer Dinwiddie and we're starting Dorian Finney Smith. That's ridiculous. Like it's, it's just that that's not, that only worked for like the 2018 Cavs because LeBron was like, okay, I'm going to try now. And like, that's yeah, the only reason it doesn't now. work for normal basketball teams. Um, so, yeah, I but not 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 to go down that path anymore. But yeah, I just think like teams that can throw length and deploy it in different ways and are creative in how they deploy it are the ones that have success. So like, hopefully, thankfully, please God, don't let us play fucking Nick Nurse and the Raptors in the playoff series. I don't want to watch Nick Nurse and Tibbs run their players seventy eight minutes a game into the ground. Um, but like, but like, yeah, I think, but maybe maybe Boston though. I, I'm a I'm not sure Missoula is that creative defensively. I am getting a little skeptical about him for different reasons. Um, I, and you I don't mean, think you don't think you don't think Smart has another gear? No, I think Smart plays like he's a lot like Josh Hart. Those guys just play super hard all the time. Their gear, but they every didn't game like, is like they didn't deploy him on Brunson the way I feel like they would in a playoff series last game. Say it again. Did you hear that, Twin? No, I didn't catch the end. Oh, I said, in my opinion, they didn't deploy smart against Brunson last game the way, the way they would in a seven-game playoff series, in my opinion. So I think they have issues because that just in terms of like, 
I think they like smart on Randall, which actually is, that makes sense to me. I would like him on Randall. And if you take smart off Randall, then you have to put like Tatum on Randall. And we saw what, or you put Horford on Randall and Randall absolutely fucking roasted those guys. The last two times we played them or the first two times we played them this this season. So I, I think that's just a weird conundrum. Um, like Milwaukee's a team I could see giving us trouble, although Brunson just absolutely roasted them too. Like I'm kind of at the stage where I just think like Brunson's really good. And if he has, he has an off game, it probably has more to do with like him having an off game than whatever defense. Yeah. I I just think he's really that, that good right at this point. Like, you know, he's, he's been fucking amazing. Yeah. Fair enough. Shout out to Jim Brunson. Um. All right. Also, backspace. Who the hell thinks a core is gonna stop Jalen Brunson? I saw in the quotes someone had like someone said like um. So I think it was um. Was it Samaj? No, it was <laughs> no. Jason Maples had tweeted about like he was excited about a Cavs versus Knicks series, and someone in the quotes was like, "Oh, you know, all these people saying J- Jalen Brunson's gonna like cook Darius Garland and, and, and Donovan Mitchell," and then and he was like, "You know, a has something to say for that." And then I, I quoted it. I quoted it with a video of Kevin Hart laughing, because like that was hilarious to me. Because like I don't see Okoro doing jack shit to Brunson. Is Okoro gonna score more than fifteen points in an entire series? Let's be honest. Like you can't say the court. If are, you are they gonna pass the ball to Okoro more than fifteen times in that series? True. <laughs> he, he's actually he's actually been good recently. Um, yeah. Offense. Yeah, like from the quarter, because nobody cares about him. I I yeah. mean, look, Bit, I Bitcoin had a, Bitcoin had a good run at some at one point too. <laughs> Like, <laughs> friends don't let friends get into NFTs. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't see Okoro bothering like Jalen Brunson. Cavs fans, they can have their delusions. Okoro would have bothered his own mother. Like, are you kidding? Oh my gosh. Jesus Christ. Who gives a fuck about o- Okoro needs to just stick, like, he needs to just stay in the weight room where he belongs. Tyrese, you need to, like, you need to be like a stand up or something. I don't know how you come up with some of these lines. You're just sitting there, you're quiet, and then you just say something. You just. You drop a bar, man. You got something going. There's there's a screw loose up in your head. It's it's but, impressive. I'm, I'm a fan. Just just the one screw. <laughs> the one screw. <laughs> it's just like a little a little off filter. I love it. <laughs> oh, oh man, shout out to Trevor Keel's minutes tonight. We got finally got Trevor Keel's minutes. So I feel like it's been forever. First NBA, first NFL linebacker to play in an NBA game. Congrats to Trevor Keels. <laughs> um, well, Clive Frazier, if heaven forbid, Mitch went down again. Oh my God. Um, it's like knock on wood here. Um, how would that affect your expectations for a playoffs a repeat of 21, or do you think they could still go deep? Um, they don't win without yeah. Mitch. Yeah, I mean, like, look at what Mitch does, like, on both ends. I mean, now he's, like, getting double-doubles. <laughs> like, it's nothing now in his sleep. And, like, the the rebounding, the, the defense is just absolutely impeccable. I mean, that definitely affects my expectations for the playoffs. I don't see us going as far as I think we can if mitch is playing i I don't think we we can't get out of the first round without mitch of course not that's just it like maybe you can steal a game two games but you're not you're not winning a series without mitch um which has less to do with like hardenstein's a great backup sims is an awesome third center you ask those guys to level up in a playoff series that's tough and on top of that like that that is a scenario where i think tibbs's rigidity and an unwillingness to experiment with randall's vibe actually hurts you uh, but if you have mitch i i think we're good like i again like we talked about this the last time like i just don't think there are a lot of teams out there that are going to be like crushing you enough 
in that like play five out. I mean, Boston last year probably could have done it, but this year Horford is not the same guy. Um, he's not moving anywhere near as well. I guess the uh, his, his 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 last uh, supply of Balco supplies ran out. Um, but like. He's just he's not moving as well, and and ultimately, like if Robert Williams is healthy, you're not not going to play the guy. You're going to play him. So I just don't think they would be able to do it. And other than that, like what other teams can do that? I mean, I guess arguably the one is Milwaukee, right? Because Brooke is like a credible three point shooter. I'll just say in a playoff series, I am content to like use let Brooke Lopez beat you. Yeah, like if if you are like. We are not going to let Mitch just stay in the paint and Giannis can just try and like, you know, fucking ram his way through him and Randall the entire game. Whoa. And uh, calm down. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I will, I will let, I will, I will go with that versus, um, you know, like having Mitch track a Robin or Brooke Lopez out there. Like he's like fucking, Steph Curry or something. It's fine. I, I will I'll take that trade off any day of the week. And we yeah. know Drew Holiday can't shoot in the playoffs. So oh, yeah. he shits absolutely dog shit in the playoffs. I'm not worried about Drew Holiday minutes and Chris Middleton's walking like he's a paraplegic. We're good. He's actually looked better lately. Yeah, he's been pretty good. I mean he cooked the Nets the other day. I mean, who doesn't cook the Nets? But yeah. John Hart cooks the Nets. Months. How how is Drew Holiday still catching strays? Like, how many times do I have to? What are we doing here, folks? I, 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 like his his that their finals run. He pissed me off so much. Like he caused like so much extra like drama because like he just wasn't playing good, like offensively. He hit the biggest shot in a game seven against Kevin Durant when Kevin Durant scored like fifty points, and then he had yeah, the but like okay, okay. I, I think that game he, he, he also hold that on, point. hold on, hold on. He if also he, he also like shot 12. six of twenty three in that. Yeah, thing. six. Of, if he doesn't shoot six of twenty three, I think that game is like way. Games. He had a bunch he, of those. I'm pulling this up right now. He had <laughs> forty eight true shooting and then forty six true shooting next year. Oh, yeah, dude. When this is this, these are his splits in the last two playoffs. Okay, last two. 2021, 2020, 2021, the year they won the championship. 40.6% from the field, 30.3% from three. Uh, and he but he was he at least gave you 8.7 assists that, that year to 2.4 turnovers. He averaged 17 points per game on 17 shots per game. Last year. That's okay? split at the right numbers. Like, come on. Yeah. That's that's like actually I could I'm probably better than that slightly sometimes. Um sure, but like uh, last year, last year. 37.9 from the field, 31.6 from three. Uh, he he gave you he gave them 19 points on 19.6 shot attempts. That's, so, that's from the rec numbers. You know, you, know this is, you guys, y'all, y'all, y'all sound like the people who were hating, who spent the last year hanging on Emmanuel quickly. No, Ooh, all I said, all I said, all I said about Drew, all I said about Drew is, you know that come to playoffs, he can't shoot. And that's just a fact. That doesn't mean I don't want Drew out there in the playoffs and on the Bucks. But that's just, like, this man has so many possessions where, like, I'm like, what are you like? He'll just have the ball. He and the, he has this weird thing, right? Because he's a right-handed player, but he loves driving left. Like he only will drive He'll left. Like dribble, dribble, dribble. Go yeah. around like the basket. Go around and like, it's try just to like, yeah. He just has possessions, and I'm like, what on earth are you? He looks like he's like aimlessly right dribbling around. Yeah, it's yeah, so he's also Westbrook with a white wife. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> okay, whoa, relax. Forty-eight, forty-eight true shooting, dude. Like, how did we get here? If if Russell Westbrook <laughs> could play defense, then yes. Exactly. Okay. Russell Westbrook would plus defense and a white wife. There we go. 
The oh plus defense God. is pretty insane, though. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's like plus, plus, plus defense. How did we get here from talking about Mitch? How the hell did we get to talk about Holiday? But we do. <laughs> um. All right, Christopher Vieira. He I, says Tom. He says Thomas has to win a playoff series. I love that he calls him Thomas. By the way, um, Thomas has to win a playoff series if we are either fourth or fifth. That is a new bar because we are a very good team. Yeah, I think that like we have to win a playoff series with. I don't think you have team. to win. I think you have to be competitive. competitive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, we can't go. Out, we can't go out like twenty twenty one. Like if they lost to Cleveland in like six or seven games. I'm sh- in real time. I'll be like, "What the fuck? This is awful." But like, actually, being like rational about it, look back I'd like be that. like, "Okay, like that's probably okay." But like, you can't go out. Like, it can't be the Hawk series where like after the second game, you've got nothing. You just have nothing, and then you don't try anything. Like, it can't be that. He's this team is is good enough for that. Exactly. As Schwinn would probably say, this team is beyond good enough for that. Okay, there's Schwinn. He's back. I was continuing your yeah. thought. Yeah, that's all. I mean, it's not that yeah. deep a thought. Like, I get the sentiment. Like, but I still think, like, at the end, if you look back at this year and it ends because they lose in like game six or game seven to the Cavs, I and it's a competitive series. I still think, as a Knicks fan, you would you should feel like very very good about where the franchise is and what direction it's heading in, um, because you would still have you're going to have probably like the 11th pick in the draft courtesy of Kyrie Irving. Um, and, and like, and, but you have all of your picks moving forward. Like you're, you're now act, you're in the position to make the type of like, let's go get X, Y, Z star that's on the market. Um, if that happens, right. You're let's in that LeBron. position. No, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. That's my goat. Relax. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why your generation's stupid. <laughs> oh man why did i catch a stray in that because yeah, like sam, his... sam is like sam's like a 24 year old in a 33 year old's heart oh my god <laughs> um all right let's see what other comments we got here we got more questions about like the bar being raised for thibs to win a playoff series it seems like this is a really common theme now um I mean that's that's expected. I mean, like the team really looks dominant in these games, so like the expectations are just naturally gonna rise. Um, and everyone seems to like I think everyone, like not even just like Knicks fans, I think just NBA fans are really locked in on this idea of a Knicks versus Cavs four or five matchup. Um I think a lot of people are underestimating us though in that series though. Like, have you I, seen I think... this have you seen the script yet, Tyrese? Script for the yeah. playoffs? Yeah, are we is is Cavs Knicks part of the script? I mean, what's gonna happen is um, Game Six, Donovan Mitchell's gonna have that little tween as he step back that he likes to do it, and then Knicks are gonna be up seventeen instead of twenty. <laughs> and Donovan Mitchell's gonna pop out of the chest and be like, "This is my city, and we don't claim you, bitch." Francis will endorse me dapping up Jalen Brunson at, at half court, and Donovan Mitchell's gonna shed a single tear and be like, "This is my team." I need yeah, Jalen Brunson to fucking rock his jaw. I just think we have we're like weirdly have the guards that can give him problems, like all those guys because Mitchell's like super explosive, um, obviously vertically, but he's not like I don't know I, I don't think of him in the half court as like to me his burst isn't like it's not like prime Russell Wall John Wall or some shit like that, um, and I think Grimes does a really good job getting into him, um, RJ theoretically maybe could one day. 
Uh, quickly does a really in. good job on him. Deuce has done a good job on him. Like Hart probably will do a good job on him. We just have guys that give them trouble. So I think it's like a weird matchup for them. Look, I'm, I'm going to say this once, and I'm going to say this once only. What's going to happen to Donovan Mitchell in the playoff series when he has to go against the Knicks wings and guards is worse than what Bernie Madoff experienced because he's going to be locked the fuck up. Like, <laughs> to put this in layman's terms, Donovan Mitchell is going to look like a shell of himself and then he's going to be like, oh, my groin hurt. I don't care about the Cavs. Knicks and five. I did, I did enjoy his uh, injury at the end of the last game. My man is pulling injuries every time he loses. This is the game. Like, he had, had an injury his, today, right? Yeah, and then he was like, uh huh, my side. <laughs> like, tell your buddy Darius Garland to hit his free throws. Maybe he'll win a game. Like, oh, but they, well, they popped off like that. They basically scored half of the Cavs points, and nobody else in that team scored. Like, I don't care about this team. I'm sorry. You could put Evan Mobley in his beanpole self. He's built like a Slim Jim. You could put you could put him against Julius Randle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like this version of Randall is gonna be he he's owned Mobley this year. So yeah, Evan Mobley is hilarious. By the Julius way, Julius Randle is nightmares. He's just see Julius Randle doing this in his nightmares. Like, come on. She's coming hilarious, by the way. Shrink, can you next time you do a pod with Prez? Can you have me on for like twenty minutes so Prez can just explain to me? So he can literally just take twenty minutes. And explain to me his fascination with these Cam Thomas type of players. I just need I need someone to do it. I don't get it. Every single every single draft, there's these Sharif Cooper types who literally like. I mean, I'm not claiming to be a draft expert, but like when I look at these people, they're dead to ever be NBA contributors ever. You just can't you can't be a ball dominant player who can't defend, who isn't good enough to be a number one option and be in the NBA. You need to be the like Alonzo school, to, to be Alonzo Trier school of, of, of thought. To be fair, he, Bones, I don't think, he didn't Trier, like he didn't like Cam. Like, he didn't like Cam Thomas. I know that. Okay, but like Bones, everyone loves Bones. That dude is never like I don't. I just don't get. I, at least Bones is like young. He's like twenty. At least he's what is the he funniest. Like, the funniest thing about Bones is Paul George the other day, like in a post game interview, like they asked <gasps> him about Bones, and like he literally had nothing to say. Yeah. He was like, he was like yeah, Bones, Bones is, is uh, you know, he just comes to practice. Oh you can even say good young player. He's like, he's a he's a young player. Like, poor like, Bones, wow. dude. Bones is like getting they were like, oh yeah, he could get a first round pick and then both get traded, and now he could be a bench mover to Russell Westbrook. I still I'll never forget we played them in Denver last year, and Bones like he had sucked all year and randomly went off against us. And that was like in the middle of like quickly having one of his weird like I can't make a shot for a month stretches. Um and there were just all these people like, oh, my. Dude, Schwinn. All right, he just broke up, so I'm going to fix his spot. As, Dude. As oh, there he is. He's back. Schwinn. As, as Tag says, this sums it up real quick. This is what – this that sums up Bones Island for me. Schwinn. Thank God last year, IQ out of them bone sucks. Forget last year. They were saying it this year. The game in Denver. We had half the Knicks fan base who was like, "Oh, are we sh- like, are we sure Quickly's better than Bones?" During in that game in Denver, the game yeah. that Quickly locked up Jamal Murray to win the game, they spent the whole game talking about how Bones was a sick offensive player, and Quickly's just like a like Quickly sucks. It was unbelievable. Like I just the thing the with guys like Bones, so the good. thing with a guy like Bones is like if you don't watch the full game of him and you just highlights. catch his like highlights or you catch him highlights on a night like where he's really hot, loud, yeah. Like you catch him on a night, he's hot. He looks like fucking amazing, but 
if you watch him consistently or you just look at some of his on-off data and you're just like, something is wrong here. Like, like honestly, I, I'd watch some of their games. Like, you can't be on a championship contender, be a second-year player, and just be jacking up 30-foot threes. Like, who are you, dude? Get the fuck out of here. The fact that Nikola Jokic couldn't make that man win lineups should have told you everything you need to know. It's, this is the Kelly Oubre theory. It's, it now applies to Nikola Jokic, which came from Steph Curry. It's like, if you can't play well next to Steph Curry or Nikola Jokic, the problem is you and not them. And I don't want you on my team. Like, Kelly Oubre should never be on the Knicks as long as I'm alive. Those dark days when fans were clamoring for him. They were yeah. still clamoring for him at the trade deadline. Yeah, and Bo- Bones, like, Bones, maybe in three years he'll have, like, humbled himself and figured out how to play basketball. But until that day arrives, I am good on Bones Island. Why would he get traded to Memphis and him and John run rampant? Yeah, that that would have probably been. Right. It's probably good that he did not end up in Memphis for his <laughs> Larry Israel Brunson the most unselfish dude had 30 at halftime took three shots in second I don't think that has to do with unselfishness I think Brunson just like was like all right I'm good like that 30 piece in the first half was nice I'm good let me coast like the rest of these guys they got this shit like I'm good my man knew that he had the sports center highlight locked up and he knew he had the post game interview so he was just like let me try to get these stats now he he cares about parlays Brunson is a first team. He's a parlay respecter. Tom Thibodeau, low key parlay respecter. That's why he'd be putting them in at the end of the games. Tibbs is just crazy. Yeah, he's insane. Like he had these guys <laughs> playing in the fourth quarter up like twenty. He got mad. He got mad when Hart threw. A, it was like there's like four thirty left in the game. Hart threw a lob to Mitch. That was like it just went over his head. We we're up twenty six, and you see they cut him in the sideline. He's just like. Jesus Christ! Like, <laughs> fucking ch- relax. Challenge the Brunson charge. No, that was a good. Ch- that, that was a good challenge. I, I respect that. They were up like twenty five. Yeah, no, but that's that's like a point of principle. That's like th- that's different to me because that's like like how do you miss that call? You don't. You can't miss that call. Also, that's my star player, so I'm gonna like, you know, I'm gonna show him a little love here, protect him, and they appreciated it. It was good. I like that. I enjoyed it. I'm a fan. It gave it nearly helped Jeff cover. So yeah. <laughs> By the way, speaking of random blowout stuff, we need to put a stop to the Derrick Rose chance. It was cool the one time, yeah. but like, I think there. I think it's incredible. <laughs> Trevor, let's get some Evan chance. Trevor Keel's yeah. chance would hit way harder. <laughs> My man's yeah. a sniper. Yeah. I was trying to start it on Twitter. I was like Trevor Keel, Trevor <laughs> Keel, and, the, and I won. I won. He came out. The Derrick Rose Eddie. chance were nice for like that one game because it gave me like the Rashid Wallace vibes, like when Mike Woodson was like, "Hey, you want to come in?" and then he was like, "Sure," and he came in and we're. It's like Billy Joel doing a concert at MSG for like three straight days. Like the first day is nice, the second and third day just feels excessive. Do you do you think Deuce like he played what like a minute and a half? Two minutes. He played, yeah, he played in the morning, obviously for Westchester in the G League. Do you think that after the game he showered, or do you think he was just like? I, I didn't sweat. I'm fine. <laughs> I think he showered. I think he showered. Oh, my God. You know, you got to get that, like, MSG off your body before you head out to the club or whatever. He doesn't go to the club. He just goes to his girl's house, and they do, like, Instagram and fucking Portuguese. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, his, his girl, she's just always posting, like, her speaking Portuguese online. Uh, I'm on not AG. following Deuce Big Brother Instagram 
or I, on TikTok. I'm sorry. Like, I don't follow him on TikTok. I'm not that young. Schwinn's not that <laughs> hip. He's not that hip to the core. Yeah, maybe, maybe like next really. year that'll be my that'll be my development over the offseason. What I'm gonna work on. My TikTok game. <laughs> Your TikTok for 36. <laughs> Look at that text from Schwinn. He just sends me a TikTok, the link, not even through TikTok. <laughs> 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 He's going to send me a Facebook reel. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to send you my mind. I mean, Schwinn is, like, most likely to have a random viral TikTok video. Like, crazy Knicks fan rants about Macau Bridges, you know? Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's definitely going to happen one day. Can I, can I read this cat's tweet? Yeah. Sure. RJ Barrett on Nick's putting egos aside. We're winning. What's better than that? Everyone always says they want to be part of a winning team and stuff. And that's kind of what it looks like. Just a bunch of good players. You don't know whose night it's going to be on any given night. It's a good. Good quote. Happy to hear him say that actually. Yeah. Very out of all people, yeah. because like he seemed like the guy that was the most pressing to like get 20 points per game this year. Um, Jordan oh, Bob can, says, I, can I read this? Can I read this one real quick? This is so good. Yeah, feels so good. Yeah, go ahead. This is from Tim McMahon at ESPN underscore McMahon. Um, yeah. he's like the Dallas Mavs guy. Mm-hmm. The Knicks have already matched last season's win total. The Mavs have already exceeded last season's loss total. Oh, this is great. Mark this Cuban, so great. Sta- I'll tell you, Mark Cuban did a statue in front of MSG. The way oh, he's shout out Mark Cuban, you know, just letting Jalen Brunson walk all over to the MSG. For what, dude? Okay, can I just talk about the Mavs for a second and how Mark Cuban needs a they are? <laughs> a small one, a small one. You can like put him next. Matter of fact, now forget, forget energy. Put him next to like um the fearless girl and like the bull statue in, in like Wall Street. Just put him right there. Make him the bull. Like, because the way he's contributed to the New York ecosystem, he's done more than Eric Adams. Like, I mean, who hasn't done more than Eric Adams? Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James True. Harden. True. All right. I I walked into that one with that. True. But like, and Cam Thomas, because fuck Cam Thomas. But like, <laughs> but dude, I the Mavs are so stupid. <laughs> like, to, to they went the all in. Like, Kyrie Irving's not staying on that team, by the way. Kyrie Irving is gone. Like, that man is already like dreaming of himself in a Lakers jersey with LeBron. While LeBron like whispers sweet nothing to his ear and tells him about Afrikaans. Like, like, did you understand? Did y'all see how how happy Kyrie was after they blew a 27-point lead to, like, dap up LeBron and AD in them? Like, he was so ecstatic. I had never seen someone that happy after a 27-point blown lead. He was smiling like Fisdale. Like, that man was like, I won. He went to the locker room saying, I won. And they're like, we lost. We blew a 27. He's like, y'all blew a 27-point lead. My man is already injured himself. Who's we? (laughs) It, it it makes no sense whatsoever. Like, they traded for Kyrie Irving. They're probably going to lose Kyrie Irving. They'll get Dennis Schroeder back. Good for y'all. But, like, Kyrie, Christian was going to walk, by the way. Like, he walked off the court after he got subbed out late in the game. Jason Kidd can't coach. The year two Jason Kidd is happening. So it's just like... Mavs not- fans were, like, absolutely losing it on Twitter. I, 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 was, I was about to say, Sam... That's that all, all, all of us caught that space last night, which is like the funniest thing ever. And I'm not gonna say that, like, you know, these guys, you know, they 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 like basketball. That was that's what I can say about them. They like <laughs> basketball. But um Schwinn called this like two weeks ago. Like this this is why you tune into this post game show. Schwinn said, he said, 
Kyrie's going to underperform because Luca plays a certain style and hasn't evolved. And Mavs fans are going to say he sucks and we need to get Luca more help. And they're already doing it. They're already saying Luca. The magic have more talent than them. This is this. I'm telling you, the way Luca plays, he suppresses talent. He's look, go actually go and watch. If you go back, go look at the box scores. They played two games after the trade, I think, with Kyrie and no Luca, right? They won Mm. both those games and they were like, I watched both of them and like the ball is zipping around. Everybody's running up and down the floor. Josh Green looked fucked. This always happens. Josh Green was looking great. He was Josh looking Green, like a proper third Josh, Josh Green needs to play more for them. Josh Green needs to play more for them, first of all, because he plays with pace and energy that they desperately need. And Jason Kidd is just bizarre. But, like, the, if you go back and watch those games they played with Kyrie, no Luka, they played so much better, so with so much more energy than they played when they played with them together. And I despise Kyrie Irving. And I don't think, like... You know, I think he's one of these. He's a very weird fit. He's like insanely talented, but he's not good enough to be a one. But the guy you need to put him next to as a two is kind of specific. It's a hard thing. But like, all I know is watching them play yesterday, they did not like, they play with such, like, they play so lethargically on offense. It's so weird because they play so, like, they're still very efficient. But the way Luca plays is like so fucking deliberate. And it's, it's insane to me that they let Jalen Brunson out the door. Like, it is insane. Because Jalen Brunson is one of the few players in the NBA who 100% is perfect for that. He can play that deliberate, super grinded-out, half-court, ISO style. He's great off the ball. You know he can make it happen on the ball. They had him in the building for four years, and they had no idea what the fuck they had. Like, if, if there's a reason why you should play young players more in their careers, like earlier in their careers, if possible is so you avoid situations like this because before his last season in Dallas, they had convinced themselves. This guy is nothing more than just like a nice bench piece. He's nothing more than a nice bench piece last year. And then they didn't really trust what they were seeing. So they didn't extend him. They didn't extend him in season when he apparently went to the table and said, I'll still take it. And they're fucked. And they fucked themselves now. Like they, and they made this trade. They traded for Kyrie to replace what they lost in Jalen Brunson. That is such like criminal management. That is, that, that is. They did the Steve Nash thing all over again. It's and worse. Like, it's, so it's worse. It's, it's worse. It's way worse. And now they're like, their fans are like speed running the, the Kyrie Irving experience. It's hilarious. Yeah, and it's like it's bananas. We, we've talked about this on the pod before, Schwinn. Like, if you like the two players of this generation are Steph Curry and LeBron James. And I think we can all reasonably agree. LeBron's going to go down as, you know, higher on the hierarchy, but their actual talent gap is way wider than where they're going to fall on the hierarchy and what their overall impact in the league was because LeBron plays a style that nobody should try to replicate and Steph plays a style that everybody should try to replicate. LeBron is a floor raiser because he's so singularly great, but it's so hard for other great players to be great with LeBron because LeBron is so heliocentric. That is where Luka is right now. LeBron didn't learn to win until he went to Miami, started moving off the ball, started like learning, like winning things that wasn't just him dribbling the ball at the top of the key and organizing everything. Steph Curry any player in the league will be great next to Steph Curry. Um, 
Unless you and he, he he elevates <laughs> all of his teammates. I mean, I mean, Durant was able to just slide into Golden State and be his exact self. It, and I'm sure I'm not saying LeBron and Kevin Durant wouldn't be great, but it would be a weird fit because they would just be playing his turn, my turn. It wouldn't be elevating each other. Um, and Luca has to have his LeBron moment if he's gonna if he's gonna be anything more than a floor raiser as a player. Now it's a very high floor because he's one of the most talented players in the league. But like Schwinn said, if they are gonna get better talent, he's gonna keep suppressing it because he's gonna just keep turning them into role players. Look at what Porzingis is doing this year. You think like like a Mavs fan will convince themselves that oh, Staps just sucked in Dallas? No. Luca dribbled off. We should have never traded for him yesterday, too. Yeah, and but what was he with Luca? He just pick and popped and stood around, and they they didn't do anything for him. Um, so I mean, well, look, we we've talked too much about the Mavericks, but I just thought that was very proficient by Schwinn to just be like, I know what's going to happen. Like I I know what's going to happen with this team because I can I. I thought that was really impressive that, and I've always agreed with him. We talked about Cade Cunningham. Uh, and I was like, is Cade too heliocentric already? Is he already following that path? Should we like, and we, we, we've been on, I mean him especially, but we've been talking about this for a while. And I thought that was really impressive. Like all, none of these helio things ever work out that well. That's ultimately like the only one that got close was the Rockets. Right. But that, and that's because they got Chris Paul, who could like weirdly play the same? It's kind of like it was like a souped up version of Luca and Brunson, was like Harden and that version of Chris Paul. Can't wait for Harden to go back and run a Jalen Green and KPJ. He's gonna want to go back to Houston, and then it's he's gonna be in like training camp with them, and he's just gonna go to manager and be like, "All right, get all these fucking losers out of here. Like, get me some, get me some real players. I'm not. I'm. Can you imagine him playing with Kevin Porter Jr.? I think he might actually like, like he might just lose it." He'll just and by losing, I mean like he's just gonna go to Vegas for a month. He's gonna go to the, the Houston strip clubs. <laughs> the, the strip club cleanse will be incredible for him. They got a, they they have some fine establishments in that city. Yeah, I can I concur. I concur. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Sam's oh. back. Yeah, I am back. Um. Sam Loki fries with the with the profile picture we saw. <laughs> I had no idea what that was. I had to change it real quick. I was like, "What the hell is that?" Um, but yeah, um, Jordan Bob, New York Knicks offensive stats on their seven game win streak: one hundred twenty three point seven points per game, fifty point six percent from the field, forty point six from three. Wow, that's pretty great. Um, one twenty six point five offensive rating, sixteen point four net rating. Once they had positive regression with three, I totally like once the team had three point variance, their offense was going to peak. Like this offense is nuts. This offense is nuts. Like I'm sorry, they just have so many guys who are just like their floor is always going to be high because they hit a lot of two their two point shots and they get to the line a ton. And like now if they can hit regular three balls, like if they're just a median outcome three ball team, then like this offense is nuts. And then their defense is going to be really good as well because you know that they have a leap in protection. You know that they're going to crash the boards, secure those boards, and it's like. They have switchable wings. They just have a lot of deep pieces. It's going to be hard to stop this team in a series. And Donald Mitchell experienced that first time. Quickly was four of seven from two today. And I'm pretty sure he got fouled on all three of his misses. Like, I don't think, like, to your point, Tyrese, like, (laughs) Brunson's great from two, but 
quickly is like a two point god now. Like it's ridiculous how good he is inside the arc. And it's like we're seeing what that looks like. Like he's I forget who tweeted it today, but like it's since like December, he's at like sixty two percent true shooting. Yeah. He tr- he got so much strength that now he can't hit free throws, but it's okay. Uh, when is the last time quickly missed? When's the last time quickly ma- m- took more shots than points he had? Hmm. Uh, we actually we actually played this game the last or a couple. Um, most games ago. Yeah. We, we were um, saying it was, like, it was like the game against like India or something like that or something yeah, like that. It, 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 that seemed like, it seemed like so long since he's had like a bad game. Philly, uh, the win against Philly. Oh, yeah. oh right. There we go. He only, how many shots did he have in that? I feel like he didn't shoot that he, much. He that had way. eight shots and he had yeah. five points. Okay, so that's like and he was one... still two of five from three. No, two of five from two. He didn't dissolve his three pointers. So like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the nice thing is he's just had a really long stretch now where it's not even like these games where he's like six of seven from three, right? He's just, he's like pretty consistently like two of five, three of six, three of seven, four of seven, and then he's mixing in like his better two point scoring. And that's such a like stable, it gives him such a more stable scoring base. Um, and I don't know, he, he's just, I think it was actually crazy to me that when he took him out again in the fourth quarter, because well, it, it was actually more crazy when he took Obi out when he did, because he checked. So he brought Brunson back in and the first play out of it, which I thought was like, maybe it was just such a simple play, but it was so good. They trap Brunson, Brunson swings it to Obi. Obi like immediately slings it across the court to IQ who just attacks his bent defense, gets a wide open runway right to the rim and hits a floater. Um, he pulled Obi pretty, I mean, look, I'm not going to bitch about that too much, but I thought it was just really weird that he didn't leave him in because I was like, oh my God, Brunt, like Obi is about to like, actually, he's going to have like four on three opportunities right now. This is going to be great. Uh, and obviously that didn't happen. But yeah, I think quickly now, like when he plays off Brunson, especially you can just see like, you can't, they can't load up on him. And when you can't load up on him, he's just too shifty now for guys to like consistently stay in front of. He, if anything, he gets into it. He, his biggest problem is he gets into his own head and like overcomplicates dribble moves. Like he'll beat, he'll have a step, but then he'll be like, no, I want to do a step back. But then he'll be like, no, I don't want to do a step back. You know, like you can see his like brain working, but his process right now is just so, so bad, so good. And I think like it's part of the reason why there is frustration with RJ, who I thought actually was like okay today. Um, like it's it's like you one guy you can just see like it's just it's all clicking and the other guy's just you know he's doing some stuff sometimes <laughs> cool I guess but yeah I mean hopefully if RJ figures it out like yeah he doesn't even need to figure much out just don't play like an asshole and <laughs> that that'll be enough like that really will be enough because of how good this team is right now and Schwinn, just to expand on the point you made he's over his he had a three game stretch. Uh, in the games Tyrese and Sam pointed out where he had more points than shots or more shots than points, excuse me. Aside from those three games, take those three games, he's gone 24 straight games with more points than shots. So basically 24 out of the last 27 games. Yeah, 24 of the last 27 games and all three of the ones that weren't just came in a row. It was just like a little three-game slump. Tell fucking Spencer did we to do that shit. Yeah, but you know... Malcolm Brogdon, guys. What can you say? Best bench guy on the best team in the in the league, yeah. you know? Uh, they're the bench best guy on his own fucking team. God, get the fuck out of here. 
Uh, Christopher Vieira says, Stephen A. Smith has been telling us Cavs Knicks is the script for weeks. He got an advanced copy. Um, maybe. I mean, it's just... Stephen A. is also like... Uh, he's also been Stephen A. Capper. So, you know, he's also lied a bunch. So I, I appreciate Monica been not giving him... She absolutely schooled the fuck out of that ball. Brogdon had man. two points tonight, by the way. Yeah, I know. He had an awful game today. Sixth man of the year. How, this is a, this is an incredible box score. I can't believe Boston actually won this game. <laughs> like, they, their bench gave them a combined twelve points. Because the Cavs bench gave them a combined fourteen. The Cavs, yeah, that, but that's like you know how bad you have to be to for a bench group to be to score fourteen, like to be outscored by the Cavs bench. That's nuts. Um, wow, yeah, the Cavs bench is absolutely putrid. Dean Wade, Karis LeVert, Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Karis Levert is. Ooh, I'm shaking in my boots looking at that playoff matchup. Like, Sam, you Sam, you said, Sam, you said Dean Wade with such contempt, like you were just <laughs> fuck this guy. I'm still pissed about that, like, like him absolutely getting off some threes versus off. Oh in yeah, that he first killed that one game, yeah. Yeah, like what the hell was that about? Now he's, he's killed like, us a few times now. Yeah, but like after after that, like he's been absolutely like a non-factor basically. Like Cavs fans absolutely yeah. don't want him on the team next year, so it's just like. Yeah, like, he's a fucking Sabonis double ganger. Like, what the fuck are we doing, man? Like, how the fuck are you in the league? Yeah, I mean, I there think... Was... Oh, you go, Yeah, all I was going to say is, like, watching them, I still think, like, they had to kind of... Like, you had to do the Donovan Mitchell trade almost in their scenario, in their in their, in their position. But, like, it's... Dude, it's hard. Like, when you don't have any depth, it's... It, like, their team is basically, like, these... You four, please... Please win us this basketball game. Isaac yeah. Curl, please hit your yeah. quarter threes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and and like tonight, right? Like, I'm just looking at this box score, but like, Okoro and Jared Allen gave them a combined 14 points on 10 shots, and then like Mobley had 12 points on 15 shots. Donovan Mitchell played. If I'm the opponent, minutes. I'm taking that all day. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell played 44 minutes. Garland played 41 minutes. Lavert played 33 off the bench, which tells you how bad Okoro was. Um, like, I, is this team really supposed to like frighten us? Like, I don't understand like why so many people. I like people. I understand why people are taking them over the Knicks. It's like, oh, Donovan Mitchell, he's been there before. Like, blah blah blah. But like, I feel like we have the capable pieces to like bother him and like you know make the other players on the Cavs not as much of factors as they need to be in order for them to make an impact. And like last year in the play-in, we saw like a lot of these guys. They still like. I mean. That plane was like their first like postseason experience in a way, but like, do they really like know what it's like to be there? I mean, we have Brunson; he's been there. He's won two playoff games without Luca himself, cracking Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's skull open in the process. Like, it's crazy to I me think... that Josh Hart's never played in the playoffs because he's yeah, like the so most wild. like playoff rotation. He, he's gonna be so, he's gonna have so much fun playing the playoffs. It's gonna be. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, I can hit everybody. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think Sam. That's almost kind of what makes it scarier. Like as a Knicks fan who isn't very perfectly rational, at least speaking for me, is that like, you know, everything is a range of outcomes, and so obviously, you know, the Cavs aren't zero percent to win that series. And I feel like a really high percentage of the time that the Cavs win the series, it's because Mitchell played like a superstar. And the Knicks losing to the Cavs in a series where Mitchell like averages 35 to 40 points a game. I don't even know if I could be on Twitter anymore. Like it would just be the most unbearable experience. We'd have to hear about it all the time. And it's yeah, like, we always end up being never, right. 
we always end up being running these scenarios like oh the next game away porzingis for nothing and i was like i think this trade is actually good like it's fine yeah it's totally good for us um oh the knicks didn't get katie and Kyrie. that's good i didn't want them after katie blew his achilles out like i'm good and i never wanted a Kyrie after watching that last season fucking meltdown in boston like the oh the the nets got james harden yeah that's stupid you just went all in on three unstable personalities none of them who have an ounce of leadership ability in their bones like if if people make fun of us because donovan mitchell goes off because he plays like a superstar for a series so be it that's fine I, i will live with that and i'll live with that because i will be like well at least we still have all our ammo to go get another superstar at some point but the Cavs have what they have and maybe what they have will end up being good enough but i i'm just always i'm telling you man these all in trades like they gotta end they got to end. They, I, how many of them have worked out? The Lakers have won a championship. They're fucking dog piss now. Uh, the, the the Clippers look... I, I mean, OKC, OKC, honestly, they might be better than the Clippers next year. They won like, the trade. They, they yeah. got an all-NBA. Yeah. They're like better than this and, year. And yeah. five picks. Yeah. Like, I get the Clippers are fifth, but like... I mean, since they, they got Westbrook, no, they have absolutely dog But the, the Clippers are supposed to be a title contender. Like, and I love Kawhi. I think PG is really good. But, like, I've watched enough of their games now where I'm like, I don't think they have it. I, I don't think they have that level in them this year. Um, they've gotten just destroyed by Denver too many times. Their record against the top teams in the league are not is not good. And Clippers, when they played us in New York, I think they got lucky. They definitely yeah. did. Because, like, Nick Batum, look at him at the end of that Kings game. Yeah. Like... And, and, and so, like, I, I just – I don't know. I, I – yeah, like that, so that one's not great. The Minnesota one, we don't even need to talk about. Like, it's the worst trade in NBA history, maybe. So, there's that. Um, the Brooklyn one for Harden didn't work out spectacularly, unsurprisingly. Uh, we'll see what the Kevin Durant one happens. What and then happens the, the Ben Simmons one after that, like, that was sort of like an all in, like, kind of, kind of re- to recoup value in a way. Yeah. But, like, that they, turned they out to be. They're going to Ben Simmons, dude. Yeah, like, no, they, they should just tell Ben Simmons to stay at home, home for the next two years. Is he still da- dating Maya Jama? No. Oh, that, that's thank rough. God. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. He has been oh. taking L's all over the place. Oh, I got a chance. Yeah, I see Larry saying the Cavs already lost that trade. Like, maybe I, I kind of get that, but I, I still want to see Laurie in the playoffs. I, I need to see him in the playoffs. I, I've I've watched him enough this season where I think like he's definitely very good. He was like their best player in like the play-in game, like against the Hawks. Yeah, he but he was just like popping threes. Like he was not creating offense. Which like, like, kind of speaks to like yeah. the what he's doing now. He still does guys, yeah, I mean like, he's, but he's doing more now. Obviously, like he's doing way more. And all I was gonna say is like, I I just want to I just need to see him in a playoff setting before I'm like, like he's a deserved All Star. But we saw this with Randall, right? Like, you can be an all-star, and then you get to the playoffs, and it's like... And you're a pumpkin. Oh, my God. Like, my point guard is Alfred Payton. In his case, I'm like, oh, my God, my point, my point guard is Taylor Horton Tucker. Like, yeah, that's not going to be great, bro. Um, But, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I still think, like, Utah for sure won their end of the trade. Like, that's done. Like, they, they definitely did that. I still think you have to wait for Cleveland's end and see how it plays out. Because, like... Mitchell is playing at a, you know, I don't, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it, but like, he's probably been like a top 10 player this year. Um, Garland's really good. Mobley is the big swing piece. If Mobley develops, then I think we think about this trade differently. I'm still not, we talked about this 
with Tyrese, we talked about this though. Like, I'm still not sure. Like, if mobile even well developed, like mobile two three years from now, I'm not sure him and Allen is feasible. It makes no sense. Like, one of them needs to shoot, and if they don't shoot, then one of them needs to be traded. Yeah. And like, they built a team to the point where like they traded picks, but like when they if they were to trade off their pieces, they can still get value back. And like that's kind of the benefit of these all in deals, where it's like even if you need to blow up the team, you'll get value back. You will have control of your picks, but you have control of like other teams' picks. But like, if Mobley can't shoot, you're basically running out three non-shooters, and you're asking Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell to basically take 20 plus shots a series. Like, what the like? You look at the team, you're just like Jared Allen has to be our scoring. It's it's not feasible. Like maybe you get a Karis Levert game, like where he goes like nuclear, but like even still. I don't care about it because, like, their bench is so piss poor. Like, you're playing Ricky Rubio. Like, Ricky Rubio played seven and a half minutes. Shetty Osman played five and a half, like, five minutes. You know, like, this is not sustainable. They basically ran a seven-man rotation. Yeah. Cavs, I'm not I'm not worried about them. Um, come I'm, time. I'm telling you, like, you're going to have one Josh Hart, like, transition basket, and they're just going to get punched in the mouth. I just want to say about this comment because earlier I was kind of like, oh, I'm kind of like I was – I mean, I, I didn't mean what I said about it quickly earlier, but um, there was a moment in the at the end of the second quarter. I, I thought quickly was pulled pretty early in the second quarter. He only, he only played 11 minutes in the second quarter. Um, Tibbs got – correctly got Grimes back out there, but I, I thought he could have kept quickly out there with Grimes. I'm sure he likes hard size with Grimes better, whatever. Grimes hits his fourth three of the night and quickly literally is like out on the court doing the phantom phantom celebration like he's trying to fan quentin grimes off mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i love that moment because it's like you have a guy here who is very much in the running for six man of the year i believe wants it he wants that recognition he wants yeah he definitely does it. he tried to act like i don't even think about that all right dude yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> all right man we know you want that award like though. you're the church pews going like this we it's okay yeah. you get a bit you're he's like glory to god shout out night trees i was like all right man <laughs> you're you're trying real hard to act like you don't want this huh <laughs> but, he, he knows the hype is there for him yeah no but i i just think that you know it, i just think it was such a representation of how he's always been this team first guy mm. and like i think now we have a whole team full of that like, I thought that was very symbolic of where we're at for this team. And Fred Katz said it on the pod that Schwinn was talking about. You have a team full of guys who embrace their roles and embrace what's best for the team. Um, that's a really rare thing in this league. And I just that was a that was a moment that just stood out to me. Like, man, like these guys really they're just playing for each other and they're playing for their coach and they're just all about winning and all about the team. And it's really refreshing to watch. There's, there's no, I don't think there's any personal agendas that are being prioritized over what's best for the team. I think, I think that's also why, like, it's also why, like, I have a little bit more patience with RJ than a lot of people, because I do think he's like, there was an idea that he had coming into the season of like, what I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing. Definitely. And, and then Brunson came in and was like, Oh, by the way, I'm an all NBA guard now. And it was like, oh well. And Randall was like, oh, uh, by the way, I'm better than I, I was. I want to be again. And he was like, oh fuck, well, changes things. <laughs> and then he's like, well, quickly we're in this together. And quickly he's like, no, I'm gonna win six men of the year. <laughs> he just he just put, keeps going down, and he's just like, Quentin Grimes. And Quentin Grimes is like, well, you know what? I would have won Ryan Stars MVP if he didn't sell. 
and then he just gets to Obi Toppin, and then Obi Toppin is just like jogging. I dunk really fun, and like I do everything <laughs> else pretty good too. He's like, I won the Slayer Dunk competition. What if you won? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but now nah, th- this team has been like. And then he held Trevor Keels, and he's like, Trevor Keels, you understand me. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tre- Trevor Keels definitely he he's won a lot of eating competitions. That's for sure. Oh my gosh, <laughs> poor Trevor Keels. I'm so glad he got to get some minutes tonight. He's built like an oxtail. <laughs> what? That's a crazy thing that you just <laughs> That's said. That's insane. I'm not wrong. It's very Jamaican of you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so insane. <laughs> no, but like you know, I'll say Keels definitely looks like he dropped weight. Uh, oh yeah, I mean them reps in the G League will definitely do. So it I, I do like because he was such a weird draft pick for them. So I'm curious to see what he's what he's up to next season, what he looks like, and what he's doing. Let uh... Ruben stutter after the coke. <laughs> <sighs> Shout out to the Knicks, man. Um, Jordan Bub asks us, Brunson the top five point guard in the league right yes. now. Yes, yes. I mean, like, let's go through it. Uh... <laughs> Luca, Luca, Steph, Ja, Dame, yes, Dame. People, people depending on who you Brunson, ask, Brunson is better than Ja. He is. Depending on who you ask, like if you ask people in Atlanta, they'll say Trey. Or depending if they hate him Fuck or not. Fuck that! No, no. All, 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 all I can say. Yeah, Trey's, Trey's, Trey's been bad. If Fuck you don't have a full head of hair, you can't be in this conversation. <laughs> Fuck Trey Dude, everybody <laughs> laughed at the Knicks for signing Brunson and said the Hawks had the super team. The Hawks are supposed to be the the Hawks are supposed to be doing what the Knicks are doing right now. They have DeAndre yeah, they, Hunter. They went all in they're, for they're, you their know. Hawks fan, their Hawks fan TV spent the whole last Knicks Hawks game that where the Knicks ran him out of the gym, laughing at RJ Barrett and talking about how much better DeAndre Hunter is than RJ Barrett. They've got the best player, young player from that draft. They've got o- Okongwu. Great. They young went on center. an Eastern Conference Finals run. Yeah, like two years ago. Success. Fuck, fuck out of here with Trey Young. He's got the better team, and his team's 10 games worse. Fuck, fuck that. Yeah, Jalen Brunson's been pretty Jones damn good this year. I think apparently quickly down to says, plus 1,500 now. Oh, yeah. wow. So, somebody that, said I it like the last yeah. time. Somebody said – I forget who it was on postgame. <laughs> somebody said that Trey Young's defense has been quietly getting better. They were like, oh, he didn't defend that bad against the Knicks game. I went back and rewatched it. No idea what that person was talking about. I forget who said it, but it just like inspired. I, I was like, I have to rewatch this game because I thought Trey Young was awful, and he's legitimately the worst defender I've ever seen in my entire life. There is no way there's ever been a worse defender than that guy. He he combines a lack of ability. Like anytime, if it's anybody but Reggie Bullock who has Trey Young in front of them, he's gonna win that matchup every single time. And he so he combines just being completely physically limited limited with not giving a single fuck ever. He never cares about defense, ever. There was an article that came out today from somebody on CBS Sports, I think he's an Atlanta guy. They basically, like, basically said that it's like nobody in the team actually likes him. Um, and we, I mean, look, the player voting for All-Star said a lot. Like, he was way, way down there, right? Like, he just didn't get votes. Um, <clears throat> you watch how he plays. Like, I was watching their game last night for a little bit, and they're up like seven in the second quarter. They just kind of like they come back from like four or five down. They just pushed out to a lead. He comes down. He fucking takes us thirty foot three, like logo three. Like what? You're not like you. I don't know what goes through his head, but it's like 
The reason Steph and Dame are they're allowed to take that shot is because they shoot like incredibly well on high volume from three. This guy's shooting like what 32% from three this year? You're not that guy. You're not that good of a shooter. Stop fucking taking these shots. Like, like quickly hasn't really he doesn't take those shots anymore. Mm. He just he just doesn't do it. He like sometimes he gets real excited like he did today in transition and he can't contain he's like can't contain himself. The garden crowd, like the crowd's rocking. He's like, I gotta do it. Um, <laughs> Dude, if that three went in, the place would have exploded. They would have yeah. to end the game right then. Yeah, you have to end the game right then. <laughs> just the users like, disconnected. Like, yeah, but it, it was. It's you know, look, it's Trey Young is a disaster. Um, I, I would be tr- looking to like if I'm them, I'm definitely calling up Brooklyn this offseason. I'm like, give us your fu- give us the Suns picks, give us the Suns picks, give us your fucking two of your fucking loser ass three and D guys, and let's let's keep this moving. Well, you so, just, you're just, you're, you just want McCall on the Hawks so you can, you can hate him more. He'll be fine. He'll be much better on the Hawks because DeJounte Murray can do his fake wannabe all-star point guard thing. Um, and then McCall Bridges can do his fake wannabe, you know, all-star swingman thing. And everybody will be like, Oh, the, the Hawks are so fun. And I'll be like, yeah, they're so much fun watching them be like seven games under 500. Get yeah, the fuck let's, let's watch DeJounte Murray try to act like he's John Red White. <laughs> the mean streets of seattle like who cares dude it is dante jumping out the window here with this comment no can can yes i don't think they would can be austin in the playoffs bill simmons on his pod i think for some reason said that he was scared of the knicks in the playoffs like um, because i'm telling you randall like our front court is a terrible matchup for them especially if robert williams still looks like a dilapidated fucking tadpole or the fuck he looked like in that last game terrible um, like if if he's not if Robert Williams is not physically right, they have no shot against us front court anyway. And yeah. Horford just looks like yeah, Father Time finally finally hit Big Al again. Until he hits the HGH plug again, right before the playoffs. It I think I think LeBron saw him last year and hoarded that shit up. But man is gonna go to Germany <laughs> for personal reasons and come back and he's gonna be jumping at the gym like he's 32 again. Here's another one. No. The, the, <laughs> all right, let's that's jumping out the window right there. Milwaukee's just the funny thing is matchup. is I I think if I regardless of whether Boston got the one or the two seed, I think Milwaukee will be betting favorites against Boston head to head. And it's like a weird triangle. Like I personally, as a Nick fan would feel more confident about beating Boston than beating Milwaukee. But if Boston and Milwaukee played each other, I think Boston's a terrible matchup for Milwaukee. And I would like bet on Boston if they were betting underdogs. Um, but, I, but I don't think we'd have any chance against Milwaukee. It's just, man, the playoffs are just so about matchups and like who can exploit what. And I just don't like the Celtics are so smart, but we don't have that type of thing. The only thing that the Celtics could look to exploit from us there, there are two things they could look to attack Brunson defensively. And they tried that last game. They were posting up Marcus smart. Like that was their big play. Their big play to attack Jalen Brunson was to have Marcus smart shoot a bunch of 10 footers. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll like, take I'll that. Take like, that. Like, I will take yeah. that all day. Good, good luck. The, and the other thing is to go really small, like really small, like Tatum Brown, Grant Williams, Brogdon, and Derek White or something, or and Smart, excuse me, um, and just hope to God that like they get positive three point shooting variance, 
and Mitch can't take advantage of the lack of size. That those are the only two paths to like super exploiting the matchup. The Bucks actually, with what they're able to do with Giannis, they've somehow just figured out the whole building a wall thing. I just I honestly think that like in a weird way, they should be more afraid of playing the Knicks than the Bucks. Like that's I know that sounds crazy, and I'm not saying we're better than the Bucks. I think we would get killed by the Bucks. It's just about matchups. It's just about matchups, and I just don't think we're a good matchup for the Celtics. How's Boston done it for a lot of teams? Hasn't Boston played Milwaukee well again this year? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I do think they figured something out there. Although Horford not being like he looks way worse than he did last year, I think that is a big deal. Also, Grant Williams DNP CD. Oh wow! Nick, you realize he stinks. That's not good for other teams. Do you say he's a Nick? Nick. I said they realize he stinks, which is no, not I good for Nick. other teams. I said Nick. You said he's a Nick. How much All are they right. paying him? Are they paying him over twenty? Are they paying him twenty million? So that, That's what he, he wants. That MLE is going to hit different for Grant Williams. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I thought he already signed an extension. <laughs> no, he did. He did. No, he uh, didn't get extended. So. He better. He better himself. Yeah. So he. Uh, yikes! It's a good bet. It's really paying off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So I mean, this is a great question. Okay. So this is a great question um, by Jordan Bub here because we were kind of discussing this before we got on, me, Jeff, and um, Tyrese. Um, do you think Knicks beat Miami on Friday? <laughs> yes. Um, I I said yes. I mean, like, they lost to a, a 76ers team without Joel Embiid um, today. They're also, that's like, why, relying, that's why. They're, they're also, like, relying on Kevin Love for important minutes. Um, when you get someone off the buyout market and you're immediately thrusting them into an important role on your team, that's kind of a cause of concern. Most of the time when you got, get guys off the buyout market, it's like you're trying to get, like, extra depth, like an eighth or a ninth man or something of the sort, or, like, just, like, some insurance, um, some injury insurance. But, like, the fact that they got Kevin Love off the buyout market and, like, the Cavs – obviously shelved him for obvious reasons um and now he's a staple of the miami heat rotation is just cause cause for concern if you're a miami heat fan which we are not um and like also they just like relying on gabe vincent and like victor Oladipo and cody zeller to like give them like actual like somewhat stable production on a nightly basis so like i am just not moved by that um and I've seen this team, this Knicks team with Emmanuel quickly, Jericho Sims, Quentin Grimes, Deuce McBride walk into Miami and absolutely beat the brakes off of them in the second half. And the, yeah, the, the Knicks are better. They're more talented. Can, will they win Friday? Um, I they should. Of, they should. I mean, in a lot of ways, but like, I could, I could see the the Heat, you know, leveling up for a game. Spolstra comes up with a certain game plan that fucks things up like that, that can happen. Um, but I'll say if the Knicks go in there and here, this is all you have to do to beat Miami score 110 points, score 110 points. They're not, they're not, they're not going to beat you because they can't score. They're like, yeah. it's just Butler at a bio and hero. And that's it. Like nobody else on the team can do shit. Um, and here's like, been kind of underwhelming too. 415 yeah, today. Awful okay. game. Yeah, he's had a bad stretch yeah. recently. Uh, I feel like he he usually shoots well against us, but yeah, he's had a bad stretch recently. Also, uh, our like is, Knicks, typical. But yeah, like I, I don't know. 
I just, I just, this is just one of those matchups I could see the Knicks losing. They've won seven in a row. Like it happens, right? You fucking drop a game that you probably shouldn't, whatever. But last time we beat them at the Garden without uh, Brunson, did Mitch? I don't think Mitch played that game no, either. Mitch didn't play. So, yeah. So we we beat them one hundred six, one hundred four. We probably should have. It probably it should have never gotten to the to the point it did at the, at the end of that game. But uh, we still won. And I mean, I don't know, man. Like, if you're just looking at it by the numbers, like it it should be like the, the Knicks should handle their business. And if they do, them. if they do, like, I mean, not only does it put the Knicks eleven games over five hundred, but you already secure the fact that you, at worst, you would be the sixth seed. Uh, yeah, and not just like at worst, you'd be head to head, same record against Miami because you still play them two more times after Friday. So even if you lose those, it's just two and two. Mm-hmm. You're already two and two against Brooklyn. Um, so like the next advantage is division record. They probably have a better division record than us. But anyway, the point being is like it's nice to just have that in the bag, right? And then after that, if you just, I mean, you all if you beat them one more time, then that's huge. So. Um, this this game feels big in a lot of for a lot of reasons, but that would be a very nice little bonus for us. And RJ does play well against Miami because they kind of like don't have anybody to defend him, which is weird. I gotta say, also, like Gabe Vincent is just there are these teams that if I have to sit and watch another national TV game where the where the crew just sits and talks about oh these great young guys these other teams have. Well, just ignoring the Knicks young guys. We've been dealing this with this shit for two years. Like Gabe, there was a national TV game where it was like, oh, Gabe Vincent is one of the rising stars in the league. None of these motherfuckers said a word about Emmanuel quickly ever. Like, and it's just like the most annoying thing in the world to me. You guys, re- I mean, I'm sure you guys remember the pinnacle of this, the Warriors game earlier this year, where James we were just Wiseman literally fast. up by 30 and Reggie Miller was talking about Moody and Wiseman and oh, <laughs> like this, oh my God. Like, it's just the most annoying thing in the world. Terry, how you feel? I feel right. that uh, it's the fucking like you think Gabe Vincent like half half their team is undrafted dudes and guys they picked off the street from Jeff's prep game. Like I don't care about this team. Like I'm sorry, Victor Oladipo with his pork blowing tendon, like that he calls a quad. Like Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, who just wants to be JJ Redick with the podcast and not with a shot. Like, I, I don't care about this team. Udonis Haslam is somehow going to be having nightmares about the Knicks beating his head in. I, Jimmy Butler doesn't even want to play games anymore. Like, the guy's taking eight shots. Like, that team just looks broken. Jimmy Butler looks like he's, like, on the, he's like, he's on the way out. Like... I just, I don't, I don't. Gabe Vincent's like, he's, yeah, he, he, Gabe Vincent's fine, but it's like, yeah, he's, they've got a lot of guys being asked to do too much because they have no way of adding talent. That's what, that's the position they're in. They saw Gabe so, Vincent play for Nigeria like, and they were like, hey, yeah, that's him. Like, no, dude. Like, this is just, it's Gabe fucking Vincent. I'm sorry. But this, this, this is also like, this is why the Knicks are so dangerous in the playoffs. Like, okay, so, Regardless of how they're playing right at this moment or even on the season, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo are good players. The Knicks have answers for all three players, like simultaneously. Like, it's not like, oh, like, who do we put Grimes on? Like, they have Josh Hart and Emmanuel quickly. They have Mitchell Robinson. They have Randall. 
when Randall they have, they have, they have Randall is one of, like literally his best defensive skill is guarding in isolation. Like and like oh, Butler got hurt. hurt. Oh, Butler got hurt. That's okay, tough. Wow. Oh wow, I, they're gonna be starting Victor Oladipo in the game against Julius Randall. Oh, that's good. Be... <laughs> oh. right, well, the, the the conversation shifts a little bit, but my <laughs> point remains. My point remains the same. I don't think it's delusional to say that there isn't a matchup aside from like Giannis slash Embiid that the Knicks don't have multiple options to throw at that, that person. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many teams in the league can say that. I mean, the Knicks, again, this is like going back to that podcast, the the Knicks film school one, but like they're talking about, I mean, I thought this too, but like if your weakest player in your rotation is RJ Barrett, which that basically is how it is right now, you're probably really good. Like, that's just it. And and whatever you want to say about RJ, like, as long as he's not as long if he's locked in defensively, more or less, that he's been since like other than the second half of this game, which like I don't care because the entire team was just checked out on defense in the second half of this game. Um, like he's been pretty locked in since the all-star break. That's all you need because what you want what you don't want are easy guys that teams can mismatch hunt or pick out weaknesses on. And the Knicks should have plenty of options that that avoid that like hartenstein i could see maybe getting picked on in a playoff series especially because he's foul prone ob defensively yeah other than that like nobody else in the rotation scares me of like oh my god they're gonna get like hunted and destroyed in the playoffs like it's it just it, I, i'm just not that worried about that yeah i feel the same way like even with guys like hart and ob they've shown like significant stretches of like being able to just just like be capable defenders on the court and like not be so much of a detriment um I mean, and like he, also, he's gonna play like eight minutes a game so yeah. it doesn't really matter anyway and heart will heart will play heart heart and Stein will play a lot of his minutes with iq and heart where and randall um where his defense won't be that like it won't be that highlighted so i think they'll be able to like weather the storm um of those guys. Um, but yeah. Do y'all think that Tibbs starts even more so um, <laughs> correlating, correlating ma or matching RJ's minutes with Mitch? It's just so clear what Mitch does for RJ. Like Mitch helps RJ more than any other player on the team. Mm -hmm. And because yeah, he's the only guy that had like he like Sims can jump very high. But he's just not the same lob threat that, that Mitch is. Yep. It's just not the same. He thing. doesn't have the timing. He doesn't have like the the catching ability that Sims. I mean that Mitch has. Um. But yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He he, and he doesn't have the crazy Inspector Gadget arms. You know, like that, that can. And the thing is, is that you know RJ is already adept at getting to spots that he wants. But he still, you know, doesn't have great touch. He doesn't have, you know, good Florida game at all. And so when you have that Mitch lob threat that the big has to respect, all of a sudden RJ's layups are getting easier. All the shots RJ is shooting around the basket are getting easier. And so, like, I don't know. I'll have to look into it more. I don't have the data up right now. But I'd be shocked if RJ's numbers with and without Mitch aren't just drastically different. Um and I think there's a lot of merit to sort of pairing the two of them together. Yep, I agree. 
All right. <laughs> good, 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 good chat. <laughs> um, I will. I think. I think we'll close things off with this comment tonight. ZMP three two three. I think we can all say that we can't wait to watch IQ close some playoff games. That is going to be magical and special. Yes, it will. Mm-hmm. I I need I just need him to accept that he's not getting foul calls anymore because look he's getting one of the roughest whistles I mean I watch a ton of NBA he's not getting any foul calls anymore none uh they're just not they're done with falling for his tricks I don't know if it's because they fall for all of Brunson's tricks like and they're like okay Knicks we can only give you so many foul calls but maybe he needs to change his last name to Spencer Dinwiddie and just jump into people and just complain after every no call until you yeah. bear the refs down. It's so crazy. He's in their ear yeah. every single thing. But the thing is, is that it, once, especially in the playoffs, when the whistles go down, like those shots he's taking, if you take the whistle out of the equation, they're not good shots because he's literally just like creating contact and then forcing up a shot because he's expecting the call. <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not being overly critical because he's been amazing recently, but like these in the playoffs, all the margins matter. And I just, I need him to play. Like he's not going to get any whistles because he'll just be even better with a, yeah, with a all, slightly better profile. Yeah. All of them need to play like that. Cause you're just not going to get the same whistle anyway. So, Oh yeah. yeah. Playoffs is a different beast. I mean, I think yeah. Brunson will probably still get maybe like those calls, maybe just cause like the star respect and maybe Randall to a certain degree as well, but the rest of them just have to accept it and just like, just hope. Cause you're not going to get that shit. 100%. Um, all right. Shout out to everyone that tuned in. At one point, we had like what 47 viewers, um, concurrently. So, you know, that's a lot for us. Um, shout out to everyone that tuned in that stayed up late with us. It is now 12 o'clock, it is now Thursday morning. Um, and I have to get ready for work soon. Um, I will be up at 5 a.m. to get ready for work. Um, but yeah, shout out to everyone that tuned in. Um, check out everything stricken related in the description. We have links to the site. Um, the merch store, we have dropped some new merch recently. Definitely check that out. We got new sweats, new sweaters, new tees. We got some remixes of some older stuff. So, you know, definitely go over there and check that out. Another great way to support us. And you'll look great in the Strickland merch. Um, you know, just something new to add to your closet, um, as we head into the springtime so definitely check that out we got links to the patreon another great way to support us um that gives you access to the discord um and there are so many other tiers as well so definitely check that out and we got linked to the twitter um we are on twitter as you all probably know or if you don't now you do so definitely follow us there if you're not already we're also on instagram at the strict.land another great way to consume nick strickland content so if you are on instagram and you are not following us definitely give us a follow um leave a like and subscribe if you are still here we are on our way to 1k subs that all that you do um helps us with the youtube algorithm and whatnot um i don't understand the youtube algorithm but i do understand leaving a like and subscribing will help us out a ton um, so yeah, we will be back on Friday evening after the Knicks hopefully secure their eighth straight win versus the Miami Heat and move their way closer to the fourth seed. Um, hope everyone has a great Thursday. Um, and we will see you guys on Friday. Peace out. <laughs>